Blog Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension. A dimension of pressure. A dimension of coverage. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land. Two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man. Of help-side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. To the new age of radio. We are the Matchup Zone, broadcasting live from Iron Hill Brewery here in Voorhees, New Jersey. I'm your host, Kevin Owens, joined as always by Michael Gould. We are broadcasting live pre Eagles pregame, leading up to kickoff tonight, 7 o'clock or 7 10, Eagles Redskins going live. Mike, thoughts on the game? Kev, I was it's funny, I just ran into someone I knew from, uh, from when I was younger when I played baseball and my heart is telling me the Redskins. My head is telling me the Eagles. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be a good game. I think uh, all the talk about RG3, if he's going to be ready, I think he's going to be ready. And I think the Eagles' defense will be tested early. Uh, that's the big trepidation coming into the season is the Eagles' defense. And the secondary is not very strong. We had Ray Dittinger on a couple weeks ago, and he was very concerned about the Eagles' secondary. But... Chip Kelly has to offer this newfangled offense. We've seen this before with Steve Sperrier brings in the fun and gun. And uh, we'll see what happens, Kev. Again, the show brought to you tonight by Foam Pack, supplier of all Graco products. We're just a phone call away, 888-458-2928. Also brought to you by Advocare South Jersey Orthopedic Associates. Go see Dr. Wetzler for all your orthopedic needs, 856-424-8866. And finally, integrated play. If you're an looking to transition into a career, go see Renee Schell. She'll take care of you. Uh, 269-760-3857. Again, broadcasting live from the Iron Hill Brewery here in Voorhees, New Jersey. Uh, Come on by if you're in the area. Grab a pumpkin beer. You know, Mike, I I feel like I was was part of my first beer snobbery this week, uh, this weekend. I went over to Victory Brewing Company, was over there, and... uh, Kind of was, you know, in the mood for pumpkin beer because I like pumpkin beer. And uh, asked them, I was like, hey, do you have pumpkin beer? And they kind of gave me the, uh, gave me a little sad face, gave me the, the we don't do well, that here. It's kind of big time me. Well, we don't do that. Is pumpkin beer a, is that a special beer? I mean, I don't do a lot of drinking. Yeah, but the, a big place like that, I feel like, like should. Is that, is that a brewing company? Yeah, but they, okay. they brew beer there. I mean, they have a ton of stuff, but they, they said it almost like we don't like stick to the, we don't. We don't drop to those uh, standards. They big time. They kind of big time. They big time. They big time. So it was, a, it was a little frustrating. Well, what do you have in front of you there? Oh, I got a uh, I got a pumpkin ale from uh, here from Iron Hill Brewery, who actually brews beer correctly and uh, right. So now is that obviously that's on tap? That's on tap here. Um, again, there's there's a 
going to be some releases. I was talking to Kevin Walter, the uh, head brewer here. Uh, again, they got pumpkin ale tonight. They got uh, own nitrogen anvil and uh, reserve bottles of imperial pumpkin ale. And also, September 27th, mark it on your calendar, they're releasing their Oktoberfest, also releasing their coffee pumpkin stout as well as their pumpkin stout. Now, I'm a big beer guy. You know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, coffee pumpkin stout is pretty much uh, what's going to get me through the night. Coffee pumpkin stout. Coffee pumpkin stout. That's what it is. Uh, I, you you got to mix all things. I mean, I drink pumpkin coffee. Well, you, well, you like coffee. You like beer. Exactly. So what's, what's better than mixing it? Seriously. Uh, yeah. There's been nothing much. Not not much. It's it's pretty much top of the line in terms of uh, in terms of beer. So it should be fun. Come on out to uh, Iron Hill Brewery at September 27th for their release. And uh, if you're in the area tonight, come on by. Check us out. We will be here all night. Or, sorry. We will be here up until the crack of 7 o'clock when the uh, Eagles... <laughs> or all night. Whatever. Or all night. Whatever. Well, I'll be here all night. Uh, you can come and talk to me. A lot of people ask, you know, what, what's with the, the new... We got a lot of tweets, a lot of emails. What's with the new age uh, new age thing? What's, what's the deal with that? And I said, you know, it's because we don't, we're not like a radio show. We're not talking heads because talking heads annoy me. We're not just a bunch of idiots talking and saying... Uh, declaring this and declaring that. We're just two guys you would find at a bar who I feel like have some knowledge are kind of funny, who you can just sit and have a beer with. I think that's like what I, I think people are entertained I think that, by. Well, that is what, we're, what people are entertained by, and I think that's what we shoot for, and I think people like us because we don't hold back. We kind of say what's on our mind. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, Kev, we're going to have Bob Cooney from the uh, Comcast Sportsnet, Philadelphia Daily News, Sixers writer. He'll be on to talk some Sixers, talk some Eagles, uh, Bob's a great guy, knows knows all types of sports. Kev, watching these NFL games yesterday, and I, I know, you, like like me, you were plopped in front of the TV all day yesterday. Oh, yeah. I now, mean, besides, you know, the errands. Right. And that, that, yeah, the errands that your wife wanted to do at 1 and 4. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, uh, she also said, can we can we head out at 7.10? 7.10, I have to go to uh, right. TJ Maxx tonight. So. Well, Kev, here's my question for you. Is the NFL is the NFL becoming the Arena League? Why? Why do you say that? Well, the, nobody runs the ball anymore. There was one 100-yard rusher yesterday. The leading rusher in the NFL yesterday was Terrell Pryor, the quarterback from the Oakland Raiders. Well, I'm watching the Giants-Cowboys game last night. So it's the half-yard line, one-yard line, and they're throwing the ball. Whatever happened to just punching it in with, with a with – Well, the, a, the game has evolved. I mean, obviously, there's there's been a lot of – you look back to the 50s and 60s, 70s, O.J. Simpson. I mean, they, they just ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball down your throat. Now it's a little different. They have, they try to do things a little more uh, – try to try to mix it up. I feel like some people almost outsmart themselves uh, in terms of coaches. That's why, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens tonight with Chip Kelly's offense because I feel like too many people are just trying to outsmart themselves and – it, it creates, it does, like you said, it creates an arena league atmosphere. However, I think uh, football, I think there's a good mix. Obviously not for the Eagles for the past few years, but it's week one. People are trying different things. Give great, it week some four. great games week one, too, and they, oh, came, yeah. they came out swinging this year. They did come out I swinging. I mean, 49ers, Packers was a great game. Cowboys, yeah. Giants last night. A couple division games, the Eagles, Redskins tonight. So the NFL, the schedule makers did it right this year. I, it's but, I like the NFC East getting uh, both both uh, primetime games. Prime time games. You got the Giants and uh, Dallas last night. Eagles, Redskins tonight. 
Well, I think the NFC East, Kev, is one of the divisions that's wide open this year. Yeah, the I NFC totally East agree. The NFC East is wide, wide open this year. Um, it is. You know, the, 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 the Redskins and Cowboys, Giants, anybody can beat anybody. I mean, just think if the, the Eagles come out and win tonight, all of a sudden, uh, you know, you're a game up on the Redskins. The Giants already lost last night. So uh, it, should, it should be an interesting year, Kev. But the lack of running is really concerning me. I, I, like, the, I like to pound it down your throat. Old 1980s NFC. Yeah, but here's here's the problem. People, it's we're in a different age. We're in the age of cell phones. We're in the age of instant gratification. Uh, people so, don't. So running the ball doesn't. Give running you, the ball is not sexy. Like throwing the ball. Right, but running the ball wins. You know, I understand that, and I. But throwing the ball puts people in the stands. Throwing the ball puts people in the stands. But how many? How many? Court, I'm watching quarterbacks. Actually, Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon and. Blaine Gabbert are horrendous. And watching those guys last night really gave a a new appreciation for guys like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, what they can do. Uh, You know, there's there's 32 NFL teams, and there's only seven really good quarterbacks. So, I mean, it's a tough position. Yeah. I would say there's more than seven good quarterbacks. elite, elite. Yeah, but there's not more than seven. No, don't give me the Matt Ryan's and the Matt Stafford. Listen, Matt Ryan and Matt, Matt Ryan is an elite quarterback. No, he's not. Listen, if he's he goes, if he goes, quarterback. if he goes in the top two rounds of the fantasy draft, he's an elite Stop quarterback. Stop with the fantasy draft. There, there, there's, there's five elite quarterbacks. Again, our call-in number tonight: three four seven two one five eight one two six. Follow us on Twitter at the match underscore up zone. Facebook type in the match up zone. Visit us on the web www.thematchupzone.com, and uh, send us an email. We've received a lot of your emails this week, uh, thematchupzone at gmail.com. Our uh, intern, Adam, will do his best to uh, get back to you as soon as humanly possible. Probably not, though. Mike, speaking of fantasy football, I feel like uh, I'm very angry at fantasy football lately, today, yesterday. It's because You're I don't... you lost, huh? Well, I'm just, I'm just not a fan of... I don't think people... There, there shouldn't be fantasy gurus. I don't think someone should get paid to tell me what, who to start. I, it's, it's, it's dumb. Yeah, but there's experts in all kinds of situations. There's not expert. He's not an expert. Well, who are you listening to? I have no idea. The guy on CBS Sportsline. But he gets paid. So you got to go Eric Carabell. Who? Did you say who? Who did you say? Eric Carabell. He's like the fantasy guru of all. But gurus. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Fantasy gurus are dumb to me because no one knows. Everything about fantasy football. You can't predict what someone's going to do. Calvin Johnson's not calling in to whatever the dude's name you just said. He's not calling in and saying, I'm going to have 150 yards right, and two but, touchdowns. Right. It's, it's but a, you go by the percentages. And, yeah, and, but the, everyone, anyone can go by the percentages. I'm saying, why is there someone being paid to tell me what to do? Well, I mean, that's like saying, why is there a scientist that tells me how many calories on the back of an M&M pack? Because otherwise I'll die. If I don't know how many calories are in the back of an M&M packet, I will die. We are we we got our man here, uh, Bob Cooney, just walked in. Bob and, Cooney and his son wearing the Camden Catholic Strong shirt. Nice. There you go, representing. That's it right there. Uh, you know, so I just don't trust anyone who tells me who's a fantasy football guru. You can make the decisions yourself. The guy on fantasy football told me the same thing. Calvin Johnson's going to have a big big week. Start him. He had like three points. It's just. These guys are wrong right. all the time. Okay. So, if so why do you get paid if you're right well, 50% if you of the time? Well, hold on. If you listen to that guy, would you pick Calvin Johnson in your top three? If Calvin Johnson's on the board 
and you have the 10th pick. No, but I don't need to listen to a fantasy guru to tell me that Calvin Johnson's good. I watch the game. But you need you need a fantasy guru to tell you who the number 25th best running back in the league is, though. I don't even think I like the word guru, and we're <laughs> we're we're beating it to death right now. I'm not a fan. I just don't I just don't think that someone there someone should be paid to tell about fantasy football, and there's guys who are paid a lot of money to talk about fantasy football. And I know there's guys, you know, that, that make lines and things like that and, and predict the games like that. So I get it, but I just don't it's, – it's, it shouldn't be someone's job to tell me what to do for fantasy football. I just think there's paid sites. People pay to know what's going on in fantasy football. I think that's ridiculous. Well, you're the one that plays it. I don't play it. How do you I, not play, I, I, don't, I still don't understand that. How do you not play fantasy football? I don't know. I just never got into it, and I – because I don't want it to consume my life, and I don't want my fantasy players to override my love for the Eagles. Yeah, but a lot, there, there's ways around that. People, Hell, see, what, what, I can never have a Giant or a Cowboy on my team, and then I'll pick an Eagle just because he's there if he stinks. Well, I, don't, I just think, I don't know. That, so, I just feel like if you want to enjoy every single football game, you should play yeah, fantasy football. I can football. do that without playing fantasy. I can do that without filling out a lineup. Then party. maybe you like football more than I do because I can't. If I'm not playing fantasy football, I'm not – I mean, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to watch it as intently as I'm, I watched the game last night. No, I, I get it. I mean, I, now, did you watch the game last night? I did. Yeah, I mean, I watched the game last night. I don't play fantasy football. I don't, have any, I don't gamble. I don't bet on games. I yeah, but I'm saying, the game. I'm saying I wouldn't have watched it. There's no way I'm watching the entire game – last night unless I have people who are playing it. Gotcha. That's just I mean that's just that's just where I am. That's just I'm not I'm not a fan. So you know, talking uh obviously leading up to the Eagles pregame or we're pregaming leading up to the Eagles game tonight at uh seven ten, Eagles Redskins. Uh we're also gonna talk a little bit throw it up a little bit, we're gonna talk a little Sixers because, you know, I'm a basketball player. We're a basketball show. We were a basketball show. And we show. have Bob Cooney on. And we have Bob Cooney on to talk about the Sixers, uh, to give a little more insight into uh, what's, what's happening this year. Because the Sixers, I feel like, are the, are the redheaded stepchild of Philadelphia. They really – people get excited for the Phillies towards the end of their season. People get excited for the Flyers. And people yeah, get, are yeah, excited but, for the Eagles. And the Sixers but, are just kind of there – Smiling. But before 2007, nobody got excited for the Phillies. You know, 2007, you kind of saw the run coming. They beat they beat Colorado, or they lose yeah, to Colorado. Yeah, people weren't excited for the Sixers then either. I'm saying the Sixers, unless the Sixers didn't even have the, the Sixers opening day attendance in like 2000, 2001, they might have opening day they might have sold out, but they weren't selling out every game. It wasn't like the Lakers where. Yeah, but, but the Lakers. This used to, but this used to be a basketball town. What happened? The team stinks. That's what happened. The, the, you know, the yeah, but they're Phillies still sold, one of the well, top. Well, the Phillies sold out every game for three years. Why? Because they they were winning. Well, yeah, winning right. leads to right. And this year, they have a down year. They're not selling anymore. So you need players to win. You need superstars to win in the NBA. The Sixers have no superstars. That's the yeah. But problem. I'm saying I'm saying Sixers games are a joke in terms of there's no one there. I. I don't care if you're winning or not. People like basketball in this town. Yeah, but people time. aren't going to pay for their. They're not going to pay their hard money. Tickets are dirt cheap. They're dirt cheap. Okay, what's dirt cheap? I don't know. I found one on the ground the other day. They're like. I mean, if you take a family of four to a Sixers game, you're telling me you're not spending at least a hundred bucks. No. No. I would say that with all the family family packs they have, no. I'm saying you're spending fifty bucks. 
maybe are you eating there or no? You're, are you going to give your kid like a bottle, like a, a bottle of water, three seventy five to Sixers game? Parking. What are the age of the getting kid? over the bridge? <laughs> the age of the kid. I don't know. If you take a 10, 11, 12 year old to a game, ten, well, 10 and twelve year old. Well, now you're talking. You have three kids, ten, eleven, and twelve, or ten and twelve. Two kids, ten and twelve. All right, maybe you're spending a hundred dollars. Easy, a hundred bucks. But you're not. Where else are you going to? You go to the movies. You're spending seventy bucks on four kids. You're telling me you want to go see? I don't. I know. I, I don't watch movies lately. Wolverine is that still out? Are you going to see Wolverine rather than uh, go to the, the Sixers? Sixers? Well, kids. Listen, listen. I'm kids, listening. Kids like the Sixers. Kids like the Sixers game. The ten to twelve year old want to go to the Sixers game. It's okay. up to the parents to take them there. So the parents only spend their hard earned money on a team that stinks. Is all I'm saying. No. Yeah, but it, I don't know. I just feel like no one. The parents I mean, Kev, obviously people agree with me. There's nobody in the Sixers. There's nobody at the Wells Fargo Center. But the parents aren't now, doing why, a good enough why, job, kind of explaining why, the history. The why hi- is there nobody at the Wells Fargo Center? Because the Sixers stink. Yeah, but. There, there's excitement this year. My thing is... What? This past year or this upcoming this year? This upcoming year. you got two very young, talented players. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's like anything that's new. It's going to be big early, and as soon as, they, as soon as they start losing games, losing games, losing games, the attendance is going to drop off again. It happens every year. Well, that's the thing. I'm, say, I'm saying... Look at the Phillies. Look at the Phillies this year. The attendance started great. There was high hopes for this team. Well, yeah, I, but the Phillies game, you still look, and the bottom section is still pretty much filled. I'm saying the Sixers games, you can count on your fingers how many fans are there. All right, so why is that? I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to fit into the Sixers Because anymore. they stink. But it doesn't matter. That's why. You could, 2001, you couldn't get a seat in there. I, uh, I was there. I know. All right. Well, why couldn't you get a seat? Because they were winning games. They were 40 and 10. Listen, this team was this team made the playoffs last year. Yeah, but nearly it was, it beat was, the Celtics in uh, the to get to the uh, Eastern Conference semifinals. I understand yeah, that no one realistically thought compete. that. Yeah, but, but here's that's what I'm that's exactly what I'm saying. People look at the East and they say, "Well, the Sixers can't compete with the Heat, so I'm not going to watch them play. I'm not going to get well, emotionally invested." Heat, right now, the Heat are better than they are. The Bulls are better than they are. The Pacers are better than they are. The Nets are better. And that's just off the top of my head. I understand that, but that's what I... I that's Look, the, the, the one thing you don't want to be in basketball is you don't want to be mediocre. You can't be the AC. If you live in mediocrity, you never get better. You have to hit rock bottom, which they're at now, uh-huh. and kind of build from there. That's what the Spurs did. Listen, they got lucky with Tim Duncan first with off, the ping pong ball, too. The Spurs, got, the Spurs got lucky because they were a good team before Duncan got there, and they went from Robinson... Then they had it off year. Then they got Duncan. It's like it's the same with the Colts. You look at the Colts. The Colts have Peyton Manning. They're unbelievable. They're a good team. They're in the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning gets hurt. They're, they get the number one draft pick in the draft, and they pick Andrew Luck. It's like they took one year off to be – they took that one year to be bad to be good again. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be consistently good for the next ten years. Speaking of Peyton Manning, why, can, why do people have, harbor such resentment against him? And I don't. can't admit that he's a great... That because people don't like his commercials. My one friend doesn't like his commercials, so he just doesn't like Peyton Manning. They think he's like a yokel. If you didn't know him, if he never brought... If he never came out... Like Matt Ryan, people don't know much about him because the only time he was on TV when he was, he was someone was sitting on his shoulders in a fantasy football commercial. That's really... You don't see him or hear him. Look, Peyton Manning, I, look, you see and hear him. I, people I don't like that. I haven't seen all the old-timers play. Obviously, I'm only 37, but to me and the guys I've seen... Peyton Manning is the best pure quarterback of all time. Well, yeah. I agree. 
And I people think Peyton just Manning, have a hard has time. All the like, but people have a hard time rooting for him and LeBron. Like people are still people still aren't sold on LeBron. That's because everyone in this world like, is a hater. Well, but, people people but hate Kev, greatness. We can watch a kid on American Idol for ten seconds and say he's great. We've been watching LeBron James for ten years and people aren't sure yet. I've never watched American Idol. I, I, I mean, but you watch the newsroom. Yeah, I watch newsroom. Newsroom's awesome. It's horrible. You're crazy. You're out of your mind. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's horrible. Emmys. Who? Emmys. Lots of them. I have no idea if Newsroom won them, but I think they should have. No, Newsroom just came out, didn't they? Newsroom, newsroom just came out. Newsroom came out. It's in its second season right now. Oh, second season? Yeah. Oh, man, that must, be, that must be a great show. I didn't even know it was on. Yeah, it is a great show. We're, we're talking Sixers a little bit. so uh, we, Yeah, you can take that. We're now joined by uh, Bob Cooney. Bob Cooney, Daily News beat writer for the Sixers. Coming here to talk a little bit about the uh, the upcoming season. And uh, also, not many of you know, Bob Cooney was my freshman year basketball coach, and I ended up playing professional basketball. So uh, I failed on Mike, but I did well with Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one out of two ain't bad. <laughs> so, so, Bob, uh, Sixers leading up to this season, lots of hype, but not a lot of not a lot of buzz in the city so far with the Eagles still going. How do you think they're going to fare this year? Bad. Bad? <laughs> in a word, bad. You know, it's funny. With all the emails I get and, and stuff like that, people are looking for a win total. They might win 20 games. That's it. They wow. could win below 20 games. They could win 18 is a popular number right now uh, with the fans. It's, it's a total rebuilding process, and it's not just with the players. It's a rebuilding the whole organization. They're looking to get a new practice site. Brett Brown's first day as head coach – he met with the strength and conditioning guy to look to enhance their strength and conditioning uh, aspect of things, look to get uh, better weights in there, a better weight room. You know, it, it's, it's literally tearing down the whole organization and building it back up. The fans will only see the product on the court, but it's much more than that what Brett Brown's trying to do. It's, it's everything. It's all-inclusive. Now, 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 Bob, will, Be- will Brett Brown, is he just a filler? Is that why they go, you know, everybody's saying, well, why did – you know, why did they go through the draft without getting a head coach yet? Is he just a filler? Because realistically, is he going to be around when this team gets good? I mean, I mean, how, how far off are the Sixers right now from, from contending? Very. You know what's funny, Mike, and I wrote this weeks ago, is that they're looking for good things to happen in that they need to have a bad season and they get a top draft pick. They're going to have an awful lot of money after this year. They're going to have to get a good free agent. They're going to have to make some trades. It wouldn't surprise me if they tried to unload a Thaddeus Young or an Evan Turner or something like that. But all the things that they're looking to do, they have to do them right. And it, all of them have to be right. Like, they have to get the number one pick and get that kid Wiggins. They have to get a top free agent when they have a lot of money. They have to make a steal of a trade. And uh, will Brett Brown be here? I don't know. But one of the reasons they were, it took them long to get a coach was because every coach wanted a guaranteed four years. And the Sixers weren't offering that right away. So, um that's why it took a while. Is he a stopgap? I don't know. I, if you were going to do a stopgap, I would have just moved up Eddie, uh, Michael Curry uh-huh. you know, and had him be your head coach. So I think they like Brett Brown. He's a very likable guy. Uh, maybe he is somebody that can turn around a program. And, and if that's the case and they're on the up and up, th- then stability is something this organization needs. Then maybe it's a guy you can have around for eight, ten years. Why, why is it, do you think, no free agents? Like, like Philadelphia is a great basketball city. Why, did, why can't we attract on a regular basis, 
the top free agents. I mean, you know, obviously guys want to go to the Lakers. They want to go to New York. They want to go to the Knicks. But you, you see more guys going now that uh, Dwight Howard goes to Houston. You see guys want to go to Orlando. Why right. can the, why can the, why can Philadelphia not attract? I understand you need superstars, and now now the now the trend is you need two and three superstars. But why can't we get guys here? Well, simply there's been mistakes in the past. You know, uh, the Andre Iguodala and, and Eddie Stefanski, who signed him to the contract, is a good friend of mine, and we debate this all the time. That contract didn't really work out for them, and and it stymied them. And then you brought in Elton Brand to be your next superstar, and you paid him a boatload of money. He, he had come; he was just coming off an injury, and he was beaten down, and he was on the downward slide, slide of his career. So, it's been unlucky, bad decisions that way. And then you said it before; they've been mired in mediocrity for so long, and they, and they they've spent most of their money, so they haven't had a lot of money to go after that big free agent or a real top draft pick to maybe trade for an upcoming free agent. So. Nothing's been in their favor, and that's why they have to really tear everything down and start, you know, start all over again. Now, you you have a nucleus so far in terms of young players. You have Noel. Uh, you have, you know, you have uh, Michael Carter Williams, who the the jury's still out on. You get Wiggins. What else do you need to? What free agent do you need to to be a? a top-flight team that can compete with the Heat. Yeah, and you're still talking about, Kevin, you're still talking about guys that you know nothing about. Like uh-huh. Nerlens Noel, you know, you have no idea. He might not even play this year. I mean, I've talked to a lot of GMs wow. throughout the league the day after the draft, and a lot of them said to me they don't anticipate him playing this year, and that's why he fell to number six in the draft. So you don't know how he's going to be. Uh, a Wiggins, yeah, he looks great. He gets compared to LeBron James and that he's an organization changer and all that stuff, but you don't know. He's still a high school kid. If all that comes to fruition, if they can get you know two high draft picks this year, a couple other things, um, then you're looking at trying to get, say, a LaMarcus Aldridge, something like that, a Kevin Love maybe down the line, some powerful, very good big guy that can fit in with these other kids, and a, a veteran. I mean, a good, good veteran, solid big guy. Who do you think is going to be out there uh, in the next few years in terms of a good veteran, solid big guy who's going to be a game changer? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I, ways of the world. It's just not going to happen in Philadelphia. It's it's not. Mike said it before. Guys want to go to New York. Guys want to go to L.A. for both the L.A. teams now. Uh, people aren't looking to come to Philadelphia. You're going to have to hit. I mentioned Lamarcus Aldridge. You're going to have to hit an up and coming guy with that huge contract and sell him on the point that we're an up and coming team. You know, Brett Brown is going to have to be not only a great coach, but also a great salesman, and that's how you're going to get these guys here. Money talks, obviously. The Sixers are going to have an awful lot of that, but they're going to have to have more than anybody else because that's the only way you're going to get somebody here. We are joined again by Bob Cooney, Comcast Sportsnet, Sixers beat writer, Daily News Live. Bob, what, what is your feeling on Nerlens Noel? I mean, to me, he's he's a little bit like a Mecca Okafor, a great defender, but I, I, like, I like a center who can score too. I mean we had see we saw the whole Theo Ratliff thing. Is this gonna be like Theo Ratliff reincarnated or can this guy develop an offensive game? I mean, because right now you look at him in Kentucky, he's basically a, def- a defensive you know, he, he protects the rim but his offensive skills are very right. limited. Yeah, and that comparison's a good one, Mike. A lot of people have brought up Theo Ratliff. 
you know, I don't know. It's nice to have that shot blocker on the back line, as, as Kevin always was his whole life. That 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 <laughs> well, whole life after he got, whole life after he got out of high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his whole second half. If he got rid of the bad coaching. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that that's a great thing to have back there. Is is that force? But it's funny. You look at Nerlens Noel. He doesn't look like a force. It's not like a two hundred and seventy pound body. This guy weighed two hundred and six pounds when he was when he was weighed. At the combines, you're talking Jeez. almost seven feet tall, 206 pounds. And Mike, you're pushing that yourself, and you're only about five <laughs> ten. So in- intimidation in that way, it's not there. You know what's funny, Mike? If you don't have those power centers anymore that we kind of grew up with. I definitely grew yeah. up with, and you guys probably did too. It's the hybrid centers. It's yeah. the guys that step out now and hit the outside shots and get some rebounds, and and you know your power really comes from your just mop up power forwards and stuff like that. I would love to see the NBA get back to that real powerful scoring, rebounding center of, of days gone. But I, you guys know as well as I do. You go out on the playground, you see the bigger kids, what are they doing? They're enamored by that three-point line, and they stand out there and they shoot all day long. And it's not an inside game anymore. It's yeah, an outside game. I, I think the days of the back-to-the-center baskets are – back-to-the-basket centers are obsolete. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You know, and the last one might be – Kevin Owens. Or a dying breed. Dying breed. <laughs> I've often said that about you. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, what what are the chances? Everybody, you know, with, with Andrew Bynum going to the Cavs, they have Kyrie Irving. But, um, they're probably going to have a decent pick this year. Are they setting up for LeBron to try to get Lord Le- LeBron back? I think could be, could be. It's it's very interesting. And LeBron obviously is, you know, because, he says all the right things. I want to stay in in yeah. Miami, but you never know. But we'll you, see. You look at that Heat team. I'm. Yeah, you I, know, I mean, I mean, you know, Dwayne Wade, Bosch was horrible. Dwayne yeah. Wade, oh, they're see, on their way down. Yeah, no absolutely. Question. So he might see that and say, you know what, this might be my time to kind of, to kind of uh, come full circle, make amends with Cleveland, and and kind of head back. One of the guys, and, and I, a, a former professional baseball player in Philadelphia, and I had heated words about this, but. I never did care for the athlete who was very good but wanted to go somewhere else to win with other players. Like, why not? Why can't you be good enough to make the players around you better and, and that organization can, can tweak and, and make you a champion? I, I was never a fan of going away. But LeBron James just might go full circle, like you said, and have the best of all worlds. He he started out in his hometown, went and he's going to win a few championships. I mean, he might go back to his hometown, become a hero again, Win some championships there. He he, he could wind up with one of the greatest careers ever. No question about it. Yeah, well, you said it. You, you Michael Jordan wasn't going to team up with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. He wanted to beat those guys. Absolutely. You know, Good and point. and now 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 you have all these guys colluding. Okay, let's all go to the same team. Let's all go here. But I think that's the only way now you win championships is you need two superstars. I mean, yeah. Dwight Howard is going to need some help. Well, well, I guess you have um, James Harden. James Harden. Harden. Yeah, Harden. Chandler Harden. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. Yeah. But you know what? You, I don't know. I, I just hate the fact that all these guys join up. You know, you. The I, 80s, I agree. The 80s, I, yeah. You you want to see the bully get beat up by another bully? You don't want to see the two bullies take over the playground. And that that's basically what's happening in the NBA. And look, I, I understand these guys want to win championships, and that's admirable. But. You know, why not on your own? I mean, you know, why not the team that takes you? Why not tweak and, and do what you have to do there? It, it probably couldn't have. It could. It probably wouldn't have happened for LeBron James in Cleveland just because they were going to win too many games. They weren't going to be able to get free agents. They weren't going to have any money, high draft picks, whatever. So, uh, you know, uh, that's what these guys look to do. They look to win championships, and that's that's kind of admirable. 
Now, Bob, tell me uh, do, how important do you think it is that the Sixers finally got a D-League team? You know, no, you, Kevin, know I, you know I'm a fan. You know I'm a fan of the D League. Uh, uh, no question. I, I I have no idea to tell you the truth, and 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 I I don't say that <laughs> ignorantly. I say it because I've asked around how important is it, and I've tried to find answers how important it is. And although Sam Hinkie, the GM, will say, "Oh, it's 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 vitally important. We need to have that talent." It's not like they have talent down there that's going to come up and and help the 76ers right now. So. From a running a, a business standpoint, it, it's good to have something right there be, because you have fans that can that can also bond with that. Um, if you do get marginal players, you can stuff them down there, and they're only a 45 minute ride away that, mm-hmm. that you can bring them. Royce White might be a guy that that can only play games that are around here, so he might yeah. be in Delaware and Philadelphia only. So, in that aspect, it's a good thing. I don't see it helping this organization tremendously, to tell you the truth. Now, Bob. I make a bold prediction pretty much every single week that the best players... Are they right predictions? No, no. never. Okay. No, and, Just bold? And, th- and this one's 100% this one, wrong, too. Is no, this, one, bad, huh? this <laughs> one I think is the only one that's right. The best, in terms of the... After you get through the superstars, after, after you get through the first five, six, seven guys on the team, the best players in the world don't play in the NBA. A lot of them play in Europe. Now, I say that because a lot of guys play, a lot of good players play overseas. A lot of good players end up going over there to make money because they have to make room for these rookies who, despite, like uh, Jason Thompson. Right. Uh, when I, when I'm, with, I'm going against the Sixers, when he's 21 and I'm 28, I'm a better player than Jason Thompson. But Jason Thompson makes the roster because he's 21 and I'm 28. Right. Now, there's a lot of players who are overseas in a similar situation. Trajan Langdon was, was in that way for a long time. So I always make the claim that not that the best players in terms of the 7, 8, 9 got through the end of the bench always aren't the best players in the world. Yeah, are you saying Trajan Langdon? Would, if Trajan Langdon played in the NBA, he'd be buried on the bottom of somebody's bench. That's, yeah. But I'm well, here's saying. my question to you, Kevin. And you know... You know European ball or overseas ball better than I do. Uh-huh. I, I, I readily admit that. I will say this, and it's just like talking about can a player from you know back in the 60s playing today's uh-huh. game. Well, put the guy from today's game back in the 60s. So what I'll say to you is put that 7, 8, 9 player in the NBA overseas. Uh-huh. Would they be superstars? Yeah, I believe they would. And I, that's what I think the so, – the, I think it's, it's very, very – it's, it's, it's topsy-turvy. I think there's a lot of good players who are overseas, and you, they're replaceable with all those with a guy from seven down the line from the bench. But there could be a rookie who's a lot of potential, his potential's through the roof, who's not as good as, not nearly as good as a superstar over in Europe. But the D-League isn't really set up to house a guy like that and bring in the best player. It's, they're trying to protect their investment. A guy who, right. who will play minutes, but really not contribute for a while. Yeah, no, it's it's a good point. And, and, you know, NBA teams that do really well, and this is one of the reasons I think Sixers fans should be a little bit excited about Brett Brown, another reason. You know, San Antonio has a good history of overseas players uh-huh. uh, coming into the NBA, and Sixers don't. Sixers have no history of, of players coming overseas. You know, if you want to say Nick Vucevic came from overseas, yeah, he came overseas by the way of Southern Cal. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, but, and they got rid of him. So, you know, overseas is, is definitely a, a place that needs to be tapped, especially by the Sixers organization and by everybody in the NBA. I, I, I don't disagree with that yeah, at all. Why are the Sixers always late to that party? Like, there are certain teams like San Antonio always has European players. The Sixers never have a good European player. So are they, they not scout, they're not scouting over there. I mean, I mean, what's going on that uh, we the, can't get some, some yeah. good European I mean, we hurt for shooters every year. There's got to be some guys over in Europe who can just flat out shoot the ball. Yeah. Now, can they do anything else to defend? I don't know. Yeah. I, no, they're over there all the time. I mean, when Eddie Stefanski was general manager, he was in Europe all the time. Courtney Whitty, who's their uh, uh, player development guy, he's over in Europe all the time. They are over there scouting. Now, whether they're not you know, doing a good job of scouting, I, I wouldn't say that. I, it could come down to you know, when push comes to shove on draft night or on trades and you know more about Mike Gould than you know about that guy sitting at the end of the bar. Well, I'm going to go with Mike Gould on that trade, and maybe that's what happens more often than not. But, you may but, still go with the guy at the end of the bar. I'll definitely yeah. go with the guy at the end of the bar. I mean, Even after I mean, the four beers that he had. <laughs> How's his defense? He doesn't play defense. Either did Mike. Um, well, let, let's switch topics for a few minutes. I know you've got to run in a few minutes, Bob. The Eagles. Opening yes, game tonight. What, what are your – now, everybody gives their – I don't care about your prediction on the wins. Everybody's giving their win total. What do you think this team has to do to be, to be, I guess, semi-successful? Win, you know, win some tight you know, games it, here and there. You know, it's funny. You hit it on the head, Mike. Like, you don't really talk. I don't talk wins and losses with this. I don't think they're going to win very many games. I put it at five. I'll put it right out there now. The important thing for this team is to improve throughout the year. I mean, that's what they have to do. That's what Chip Kelly's here to do. He's here to implement an offense. He's here to to, to teach young players how to run this offense defensively is where they're really going to struggle, and they're, they're going to have to figure that out. And, and the other thing that you get back to, as much as, as Chip Kelly wants to grow this offense and you want to see it, the quarterback that's going to run this offense isn't here now. It, it, I can't imagine it's going to be Mike Vick. Nick Foles and, and Matt Barkley couldn't get it this year when they're trying to build for the future, so that doesn't put a lot of confidence there. So I, I don't know if your quarterback for the future is here yet, and that kind of halts your progression, but you have to look for the young players to get better this year. That's the big thing. Your gut feeling, this this new fangled offense that Chip Kelly's, you know, we've seen the fun and gun with Sparrier. Do you think this is, I mean, there's a lot of smart football guys out there. Is he the first one that's come up with this whole wide open offense? I mean, why is this going to work with Chip Kelly and the Eagles? I don't know. I don't know that it is. Right. You know, it's funny. You hear so many people talking about, oh, this Eagles offense, and I just say, what Eagles offense? I don't know what the Eagles offense is. Do I think it's going to be Chip Kelly's offense from Oregon? I don't think it can be. I don't think the NFL will allow it. I don't think NFL defensive coaches will allow it. So it's going to be interesting because it's going to be a lot different. Effective is another avenue that, you know, I don't know they're ready to travel yet. But I think it'll be fun to watch no matter what it is. I I, I don't know, and apparently he hasn't showed anything. So it'll be – I think Eagles fans tonight will look at the TV and just kind of like – not cheering so much as, as observing. Maybe. I, I think Eagles fans are kind of excited, too, because it's not Andy Reid. <laughs> no question. I, you know, I, I mean, Kev, a- Andy Reid was here for 14 years. Everything got stale. And well, that's the people thing. People were got just stale. so yeah. tired of Andy Reid. So I think people are just excited because simply because it's not Andy Reid coaching anymore. Oh, absolutely. You know, change is good. Some th- change has to happen. Donovan McNabb was a prime example. I mean, it had to happen. It had run its course. And look, I, you know, I, I watch Eagles games with neighbors an awful lot. And, and five, you know, after the Super Bowl run, it was get rid of Reed, get rid of Reed. 
And I, I just kept saying, I, I kind of sit back and look at it and say, care what you wish for. I, there's nothing wrong with having a chance of winning a Super Bowl pretty much every year. Now, that being said, like I said earlier, it was time to part ways, no question about it. But, you know, Andy Reid was pretty special here. I mean, to do what he did for all those years mm-hmm. and the expectations for that group, that, that's pretty good. That, that's not a bad 14-year run that he had. That's true. And, you know, talking, uh, again, talking with Bob Cooney, uh, Philadelphia Daily News, uh, Sixers beat writer, talking a little Eagles football uh, leading up to the game tonight. Now, Bob, I know, you know, we're going to talk briefly. Riley Cooper in another scuffle uh, this week. A lot of is being made out of it. Now, being a guy who's constantly around, around a, a professional team, you see these practices every single day. You know what's coming. You know that there's fights every single day in a normal practice. Is this blown out of proportion? Uh, that's tough. Uh, blown out of proportion, probably a little bit. Um, but at the same time, what he did is obviously still in the back of, of players' heads, and uh, and that's a big thing. Uh, you, you can talk about harmony and all that stuff, and you know you guys have been athletes all your life. Um, <laughs> How's that pickle? I, got a son, yeah, I asked him for a menu. He brought me a pickle. Uh, <laughs> so uh, y- y- there's obvious feelings still there that are still on the, um, you know, a- a- at the top of people's minds. So it-, it is a big thing. I mean, it is a big thing. I-, I thought they would. I thought the Eagles would get rid of Riley Cooper not long after he made the comments. I thought they would just cut ties and say, you know, let's move on. Especially being. As you have a new regime in here, and, and he might want to, you know, side with the did, players another way. Did Jeremy Macklin going down? Did that kind of? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to look it, out for your yep. team first. As much as you want to be, you know, politically correct or however you want to phrase it, or or get the team on your side, you still want to put the best players out there. And and they're so thin at wide receiver that sure that helped him a lot. Yeah, looking looking at the uh, watching the games yesterday, Bob. There's so many rule changes every year. Um, you know why in football? Like football to me is a flawed game. If you can change a rule every, like you, you never see baseball rule changes. I think the last thing was they 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 lowered the mound because of Bob yeah. Gibson in like 1969. But they're constantly changing rules. I don't like the fact that you don't see kickoff returns anymore. Yeah. Every kickoff last night went through the end zone. Yeah. And I know they're doing it for the safety, but to me, like that's taking away part of the game that was always exciting. Yeah. I totally agree. The Brian Mitchells of the world and, you know, other guys that, that, you know, could go into Hall of Fame specifically. You know, Ike Reese, a guy like Ike Reese, not saying he's going to the Hall of Fame, but guys like that who just made a career on special teams, well, that that's going to become, you know, a, a mute point anymore. Imagine it. Imagine how rosters are going to change pretty soon because special teams, if you, if you don't have kickoff returns anymore and you just tell your punter you can get a specialized punter that can either punt it really high or far and out of bounds, now you don't have to, I don't want to say waste roster spots, but but you don't. You don't have to look for great special teams players anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so the rules could change that way. You could carry seven running backs or something like that, and you don't need, you know, phenomenal special teams players because all they're doing is running down the field and not touching anybody. It is. It's true. The, the day of uh, impressive special teams play it might, be, uh, might be on the decline. Now, Coach, last, last thing for you. We got a... Uh, Four sports teams here in Philadelphia. Three and a half. Three and a half. <laughs> uh, give me the give me your prediction in terms of 
who's winning the Super Bowl, who's winning the NBA championship, who's winning the Stanley Cup, and who's winning. Wow. What Damn, else do we got? That's a loaded question. Definitely not the MLS Cup. Yeah. Well, are you are you Union? At, are I was you, hey, I was sitting with sons of Ben last week. Were you really? Oh who? yeah. Who? I didn't Listen. sit. I stood who? the whole time. Now, now just uh, everyone who? knows. I'm right, a, come I'm, on. Who did you say? I'm a sons of Ben. Huge. They're huge. the fans of the Union. Oh Never my god. I, I have no idea. What I apologize you're, for you're him. Oh, you you're talk, Union You're fan. talking in riddles right now. I am a huge, huge soccer fan. I haven't gotten to the Union because I'm watching a lot of uh, you know, I like Tottenham. I like the English sides, but I need to get into the Union because I it's a Philadelphia. It's a local place, but uh. Yeah, who, it's who, fun. It's it is fun. Who do you got? Who do you got? Kevin, great news. My back to school night was canceled for my daughter, so I can go to a party and watch Eagles game. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Who I would say who, I would stay who, here longer. Who's yeah. back, to back to school, school night, night on a Monday Well, it's night. funny because power went out in our town, and I called my wife and I said, "The school's power's out." And she said, "Did you pull the plug yeah, to go watch the Eagles game?" I power guarantee someone did. Power went out in your town. Do you live in Mayberry? I mean, yeah. what's the power now? It's sunny and seventy. Today, what do you need power went out? Yeah. Accident. Somebody hit a transformer or something. Yeah. Uh, all right, Kevin, back to you. Um, baseball this year. I'm going to go with the Detroit Tigers. Nice. Like I like Detroit. it. Cabrera's got to come back. I mean, he he's hurt. Hey, thank you, buddy. Uh, Another pickle. Don't <laughs> get me pickled. Uh, I, I'll go with them. NBA. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I think Oklahoma City might take it this year. I think Brian Westbrook. Brian Westbrook. How about that? Russell Westbrook He's is going to come back still strong. Got some wheels. Yeah. And as you, you know, you guys know when you lose a star, and other guys have to, I hate the term step up, but have to get more playing time and, and get acclimated to things that they're not accustomed to. I think that helps them in the long run. So I think that's going to help Oklahoma City a lot. Uh, the players behind Westbrook, uh, hockey. Yeah, right. Is that, is that, hockey. Is, it, is uh, still a sport? Is they still they still play hockey? I'm going to say it's not the Flyers hockey, but I hope it's the Flyers. <laughs> Claude Giroux stays off the golf course. They might have a chance. That's ridiculous. Uh, football. I'll tell you what. That was a great game yesterday with the Packers and the uh, 49ers. Yeah, was, I, I yeah. thought that was a lot of fun. And Denver just looked phenomenal on Thursday night. So. Uh-huh. Uh, cold weather. This This is funny. Peyton Manning's going to have to get used to cold weather real quick this year. Uh-huh. And the Super Bowl's in New York where it could be really cold. So I'm going to go with Denver to win the Super Bowl. I like it. You heard it here first, folks. The uh, predictions for all your four major sports teams or three and a half. The Flyers are not in- involved. Not yet. Maybe a few years down the road, but not quite yet. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, we'd like to thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight. and no uh, problem. Com- coming by by Iron Hill Brewery. Again, if you're in the area, you want to stop by Iron Hill Brewery, come on by. Uh, we're going to be talking to Scott Sear next, who is the head chef here. Talk a little bit about the specials, the uh, beer. Bob, you're the man, as always. Not, no, one, no one coaches a freshman team just look quite like you. I would tell you, you guys uh, made me the mediocre coach that I was, and I, <laughs> I greatly appreciate it. It was kind of us that made you say, you know what? This writing thing. You know what? Uh, not a bad idea <laughs> after all. <laughs> I'm, I'm six, glad I'm sticking to writing. And se- six and seventeen, or uh, write a couple of news stories on the Sixers. Were you guys on the same team? No, no. Mike's Mike's I'm, a lot I'm, older. I'm older, yeah. How much older? Four what years. Was, well, what year did you graduate? Ninety nine. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. I graduated ninety four. Yeah, so four and a half. What? Yeah. Right. Are we gonna go to the birthday? <laughs> When's your birthday? On three. No, Say it. I uh, yeah. Hey, we, got, we got another Camden Catholic basketball player. There you go. Soccer and basketball class player. of two thousand seventeen. I'll class tell you what. No mixed up at the hospital that day, man. That kid looks like it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we were six and seventeen my freshman year. I don't know yeah, if that you, you got too but, much playing time. But we were also uh, yeah. That's coaching right there. That's it. Too much playing time. Without coaching, you would have been 0 and 23. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Bob, thanks Boy, so much for a pleasure. Thanks so really much for coming over. I'll, anytime you need me, I'll be here. You're the man. Thank you so much. Again, Bob Cooney, Philadelphia Daily News beat writer for the Sixers, joining us live here. Uh, we are here broadcasting from Iron Hill Brewery in uh, Voorhees Town Center. Just opened. We uh, got here. A little bit ago, good beer specials tonight, home of the Chip Kelly Burger. We're going to bring Scott Sear on to uh, discuss the, the Chip Kelly Burger and what they have, head chef here at Iron Hill Brewery. Uh, great place. Come check it out. Again, if you, want to, uh, if you want to come on September 27th, the release of the Oktoberfest, also the Pumpkin Stout and the uh, highly anticipated Coffee Pumpkin Stout, which makes me goosebump up right here. Kev, before we get into Scott real quick, my wife was here about a month ago, and she they raved about the food. She was here with her friends. She said the food's tremendous. Um, so come on by, check it out. Yeah. So we got here Scott Sear, head chef of Iron Hill Brewery. Scott, you have something called the Chip Kelly Burger here tonight uh, in honor of the Philadelphia Eagles Monday Night Football. Tell us a little bit about the uh, Chip Kelly Burger. Uh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. So, uh, so the Chip Kelly Burger, uh, kind of an inspiration. We started on our burger month. Uh, back in May. Uh, so this burger actually has a mushroom spread, which is actually known as a mushroom duck cell. So if you think of, you know, the Oregon ducks, I like it. spread. For the there you spread go. Offense, I like it. Right? Spread I like offense. it. Uh, so we're going to top that burger with a little bit of chips, some nice uh, fresh baked potato chips, uh, as well as a red onion confit. Uh, confit is normally a French term used mostly for ducks. Are you uh, saying confit? What is it? Confit. Confit. C-O-N-F-I-T. Confit. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So it's, a, it's a term normally used for cooking a duck. Uh, instead, we cook some red onions because it just goes better on the burger. <laughs> Mike, I tell you that uh, you did a lot of cooking at your house, huh? You know what confit is? What I know what everything is. I do cooking in my house. You might do cooking. You, know, you cook an omelet. You can't cook confit. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, then we're going to top that with a little bit of Rogue Creamery's uh, Oregon Blue Cheese. So kind of well-rounded the burger with a whole bunch of things coming from Oregon. I like that. Is representing Chip Kelly. Go Bird. I like it. Now, what 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 else is on the what else is on the menu, Scott? Like, what, what are people? What are some big uh, sellers here? Well, we have some great things on the menu. We have a Jäger Schnitzel. Uh, it's a traditional German dish. It's a pan. It's a, a panko breaded pork fillet uh, with a buttered egg noodles, a traditional uh, mushroom demi glace sauce with some uh, French style green beans, some haricot vert. Uh, we also have some specials on the menu tonight that we ran for our pumpkin beer release. Uh, so we have a pumpkin ale braised short rib. Uh, served with a root vegetable risotto. So we got tons of turnips, rutabagas, parsnips, and good things like that. Uh, as well as a nice uh, nutmeg seju uh, that we used from reducing the beef stock and the pumpkin ale. Uh, added some butter. Added, you know, got to add fat to it, right? Nice. And uh, threw that all in a nice big bowl. Braised it down for about six hours or so. It's so got some great, great fall flavors going on. Now, I'm, I'm sorry, Kevin. Go ahead, go ahead. Now, Scott, I, I love watching the Food Network. Now, <laughs> I watch two things, the Food Network, Food Network and sports. Now, I'm always intrigued how, what really intrigued, like my wife, for instance, on Thanksgiving, she'll, she'll cook everything, cook everything, and then everything comes out at the same time. And I think it's amazing how that happens. Like, how do you kind of, is it just a feel like, okay, the potatoes will be done at this point? I mean, now, do you do a lot of cooking at home, too, or is that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You can ask my wife. She tells you I'm, I'm the cook at home. So okay. <laughs> definitely take care of that. 
Um, but with, here at the restaurant, you know, we've, we've had a great culinary department that, you know, really goes over and plans our recipes, plans our procedures in the restaurant, really makes it to where we can set, you know, it, it, if something takes 12 minutes to cook and something else takes 18 minutes to cook, you know, you, you plan that out. You cook it for a few minutes, you get it going, this way everything comes out at the same time. It's really all, it's, it's just like playing football, you know, it's all about orchestration. And everything comes together organized. at the end. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. That's awesome. That's great. So, you know, Scott, Eagles, Redskins tonight. I know you're a big Eagles fan. You got the Eagles hat on. Give us your prediction. Oh, and the dirt and the shirt. Oh, the hoodies in the car. The boxers are on. We got it's, it's all birds over here. You look like you get out there and play a little football. Yeah, I blocked for Ron Dane for four years at Overbrook. Oh, oh wow. Road, so that, that there was you my go. Claim That's your claim to fame. fame. Block for Ron Dane. There you go. Hey, not many people can block for a uh, Heisman winner. That's exactly, the, exactly. That's big time. He wasn't getting those blocks at Wisconsin, let me tell you. No, no. John no. Sigmund wasn't blocking like that at uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. And they he... weren't blocking for him with the Giants either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's why he's uh, yeah. pro- somewhere now. So give us your prediction. What do you think happened tonight? Redskins Eagles. Uh, honestly, I think uh, I think we're going to see the Eagles come out on top. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a shootout. You're going to see some points on the board. You're definitely going to see them both score. I think we have great offenses both on the on the field. It's nice to see RG3 back, even though I can't stand the Redskins. But um, <laughs> nice to see him back on the field. Um, I think honestly, like I said, you're going to see a lot of points. I think the defense is definitely going to be a struggle for us. So I think as long as we can come out on top and put more points on the board, we're good. Special teams are going to help out. Uh, I just look forward to seeing the defense pull together a little bit tonight. Scott says take the over. He says take the over, ladies <laughs> I, and gentlemen. I don't think there's a person in this country who's not taking the over, the over, over in any the Eagles over, game. What's the over, like 54? You have to tonight? take it. In, in an Eagles game, There's no. I, I guarantee they're probably the yeah, only team that you're going to take, take it every early, single week you're going to take but the over. Vegas is going to catch on to that real quick. So early on, first couple weeks, take the over. Take the over. Because they can't play defense, and their offense is going to be going. So take the over. Yeah, Chip Kelly's whole thing is running more plays than everyone else. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of the, the, the way that the NFL is going now is to kind of run more plays than the other team. But at some point, your defense has to be on the team. Like, if you're running a lot of plays, that means your de- – if you go three now quickly, that means your defense is coming on the field that much quicker. That's true. So, Scott, where did you go to culinary school? I went to the Art Institute of Philadelphia. Oh, nice. to market. Cool. Philadelphia, that's born and raised. I've, I've been here all my – been here for the last – 22 years, anyway. That's now, awesome. Now, how long have you been? Now, you've, were you anywhere before the Iron Hill, or, or was this your? No, no, I, I was at a few places before okay. Iron Hill gotcha. Brewery. Uh, directly before this, I actually owned a restaurant over in the city. Cool. Uh, nice. Before that, I some restaurants without names I worked for. Cool. I got, I got you. <laughs> hey, cool. we're we're Iron Hill Brewery fans. We uh, we love it here. Great place to come out. Uh, if you're in the area, come out into the Voorhees Iron Hill Brewery. Come check out Scott. Now, Scott, when you're this is, you know, it's a bar, it's a restaurant, but you look at other bar restaurants in the area, you're not getting what you describe in terms of the specials you have. This is something special. This is something that's a little more, you, have, you put a little more thought into it. It's, a, it's, it's just awesome. We're, we're, what makes you, what separates this from the rest of the place in the area? Uh, well, everything separates us from from the rest of the area. Um, you know, first off, to start off, we have a great brewery. Uh, we have great brewers who make our beer. So mm-hmm. not only, you know, having the brewery aspect, uh, we have a ton of great chefs that work for the company who have developed a core menu that, that just sells the guests. You know, we, we just know what the guests want. Uh, we take the guest feedback very seriously. We prepare, you know, the dishes exactly the way we can, make them as happy as possible. You know, large servings from scratch kitchen. We make everything ourselves. Um you know, great culinary department that really takes our opinions and takes the guests' uh, opinions seriously and, uh, you know, really just 
you know, puts that core menu together. Uh, from a special standpoint, we do have the culinary freedom as head chefs to to create and contribute to the menu, as mm-hmm. well as uh, run the specials that we see fit in the restaurant uh, that kind of go, you know, that go with the Iron Hill theme. Uh, so just having that culinary freedom, having a great uh, great staff of owners and a great culinary department behind us, a great brewery behind us, and then of course the service. You know, we have a beautiful restaurant, a beautiful kitchen that prepares good food, a great brewery, and great service staff. You really can't go wrong. You really can't. This is the place to be. If you're in the area, come on down to Voorhees uh, Town Center, stop in Iron Hill Brewery, grab a pint of pumpkin ale, grab anything off the menu. It's delicious. Uh, Scott, Scott Sear, your head chef here. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, my pleasure, my pleasure. Scott, thanks. Thanks, Scott. Don't Go forget eat. about the union, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were listening to that? I like that. I like that because I'm a big soccer fan myself. So I, I like soccer. I just haven't gotten to the union because, I don't know, it's just I watch English soccer, Premier League soccer, and it's just – I don't know. I, until Philadelphia, they had Freddie Adu, who kind of fell off. But he's still around. It was not for us. <laughs> yeah, but they don't have that. They don't have that that Landon Donovan or or American national on their team that's going to kind of bring people out to see. Him. Oh, Jack McElnerney made his made his appearance on the uh, national team a few weeks back. Came back to the squad. He's back with us now. Fourth I didn't even place, realize he played fourth place in the division. Man, we're going to the playoffs. Okay, yeah, step aside, Scott. Get in here. Yeah, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> you can take my place. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go mix some Kev, dishes go, up. Yeah, go go go. Uh, make a little. Go make a little uh, make dish back feet. there. <laughs> That's it. Go make some cold feet and uh, let Scott take over here for a few minutes. That's all. And you know what? I'm a huge USA soccer fan. Uh, USA Mexico tomorrow night. You got to check that out. L Tree versus USA. As soon as I get done work, I'll be off at eight o'clock. That's it. That's it. There you go, Scott. Scott Sear, head chef here at Iron Hill Brewery in Voorhees Town Center. Come check him out. Great chef, great place, and a great brewery. Thanks a lot, Scott. Thanks, Thanks, Scott. Go Eagles. Thanks, we appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Kev, I I grew up in I grew up in Voorhees, and the Ashland Mall didn't look like this when I was growing up. No, they they made. I mean, this this whole new Voorhees Town Center is beautiful. I mean, they have. Uh, Catelli, a high-end restaurant. They have Raziri, the, the salon. There's all kinds of things over here, some really nice apartments. Uh, they've really built it up beautifully over here, the Iron Hill Brewery. So uh, mm-hmm. the Voorhees Town Center is on the rise here, Kev. Voorhees Town Center is on the rise. It's an unbelievable place. You have, uh, you know, the apartment buildings. You know, I went to a town center. I don't know if I'm, if I'm just not into the whole, if I'm not hip, but I went to a town center for the first time about, I don't know, a few months ago, I went to uh, down in Virginia. They have them everywhere down in, like, Fairfax, Virginia. However, this is the first one I've seen in New Jersey, and I'm glad it's catching on because it's a cool place. You've got a lot of bars close by, a uh, so good place nice to walk- live. It's a nice walking people kind of exactly. community, people walking around, stop over, grab a bite, yeah. come up from work, grab a drink over here at the Iron Hill. Um, just, just a really, really nice place. Like I said, breweries didn't look like this when I was growing up. No, it didn't. Sure. And Iron Hill Brewery... Uh, you know, two pizzas and a growler, twenty-five bucks. They got they got all kinds of deals. Uh, check them out. Pumpkin ale. They got they got it all. So now, how was that pumpkin ale, Kevin? I mean, it was delicious. Yeah. As you can tell by it's no longer existing. So, so Kev, getting back to the Eagles game, what, what's your prediction for the game tonight? What, what do you what is what does Kevin Owens see happening? Tonight? Kevin Owens, listen, I. It's going to be tough. I feel like the Eagles are going to put points in the board, like we talked about. I just don't think that they're going to be able to stop the Redskins. That's my biggest thing. I don't think the defense is going to be able to stop RG3. Uh, I think the Redskins have a pretty good offense. They have a high-power offense as well. But the Redskins' defense can also stop, make a stop. So in terms of that, um, 
it pains me to say I'm going to want to root for the, I'm going to root hard for the Eagles, but I just don't think they can pull it off tonight. Well, the the line's three, three and a half, depending where you look. That's telling me the Eagles can win this game. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, you, you get the traditional three points for being at home. Yeah. But Ve- Vegas Kev is not. They're always right on the. You know, I'm watching the game last night. I think the spread last night was four and a half, and the Cowboys win by five. I mean, it's just amazing how Vegas is kind of just all over. See, there's NFL experts who get paid, and I agree with them. They're, that's why there's fantasy football experts that, are, that that get paid, and I just don't agree with them. I just I, I think people who know football know that the Eagles, they're not going to have a great year. It's going to be a bounce-back year. They're going to try to, you know, make some moves, do some things, maybe finish 500. That's what I think you're looking at this year, and uh, hopefully you got you can groom a good quarterback like Matt Barkley into the future. Yeah, it was interesting what Bob Cooney was saying. You know, Vic's not going to be certainly not the quarterback in the future. I don't know if they like too much what they see out of Foles. I kind of liked what I saw out of Matt Barkley. He threw the most passes in the preseason, and I don't know if that's because they're kind of getting him ready. But well, kinda, who else? Who else is going to be there? Well, I mean, there's there's they have no one else. Vic's going to be Vic's Vic's going to be out. Foles. I don't see him being a star. Johnny Manziel, I mean, you know, I'm not sold on him. By the way, Johnny Manziel is making the entire, I mean, he's making the entire country root for Nick Saban. I mean, you have to reach a certain unique level of jackassery for that to happen. Jackassery. I I mean, people are actually rooting for for Nick Saban now because Johnny Manziel is just such a a bozo. He is. Now, we got on the line, uh uh-oh, Mike, we 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 got our... uh, Washington Redskin fan Don from Fairfax no. calling in. Don from Fairfax, thanks for calling in tonight. I'm sure you're gonna gloat and do whatever talking about RG3. I'm gonna see how many times you say RG3 in this conversation. How are you? Doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? How's everything at Iron Hill? Loud now. <laughs> <laughs> are there any Redskins fans there? No. Uh, I don't think so. I, uh, oh, I was going to say, for all the Redskins, any Redskins fans there, get them a beer, put it on my tab, and let's get the game going. <laughs> Don from Fairfax does have a lot of money, people, so uh, <laughs> load up now. That's it. That's it. Drinks are on, Don. Don, what are your feelings on the game tonight? Um, the fans started to arrive about 6 o'clock this morning, I, I saw in the paper. Now, I don't know if, if they were – Redskins fans or Eagles fans, probably a combination of the two. But so that place is going to be rocking by seven o'clock tonight at kickoff time. Uh, and actually, I did a little bit of research for once in my life because I figured I'd give you guys a call. It's a it's a big game. It involves uh, our group down here and your group up there. And here's my take after what I read. Obviously, RG three, and I'm only going to say this probably once. RG three hasn't taken a snap in preseason and is one hit away from a re-injury. So I think that's got to play on the the minds of the Redskins. They certainly don't want to they don't want to let him out um let him run the ball, you know, on some of these option plays. I think that's dangerous and I don't think they want to let him sit back in the pocket and take some hits. So I'm thinking that Alfred Morris is probably going to get a lot of carries and there's probably going to be a lot of short passes uh those short down and outs. And I think this works well for what I've heard was a, a fairly porous Eagles pass defense in the secondary. So I, I think the up-tempo and speed off and the spread offense that the Eagles are going to run combined with the Redskins' young defensive backs 
who, by the way, they have a defensive back. He's a rookie this year. His name is Rambo. So you got to love that guy. Uh, it's yeah. a Sylvester Stallone thing. It's another Philadelphia <laughs> tie-in. And so I think the, the, the Eagles are going to make this a game, even though the Redskins are playing at home. Um, I saw some predictions in the paper, high scoring up in the 30s. And I'm going to say it's going to be a, a wide-open game, but I don't see the Redskins winning by more than two or three if they win at all. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Eagles come away with the win. I, I think Michael Vick might have a big night. Now, Dom, what are your what are your feelings on this whole new Chip Kelly offense, the the newfangled offense coming in, spreading everything out, the read option? I mean, do you think that's going to play in the NFL? Um, I think it's going to play. We'll know better at the end of about four games. I think with the uh, the thing that the Jets were running with with Tebow, um, what do they call that? The um... the 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 bad quarterback offense, <laughs> the bench, <laughs> yeah. the bench. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, oh, the Wildcat. I, I think that was short-lived. I, but I, I'm a fan with basketball and football of let's go up-tempo, let's get the thing rolling, keep everybody interested. But I, And I don't know how the defenses are going to react to it. It might be like having a southpaw in the ring. It's a different look that you're going you're gonna to have to address. And it could go well. I think it's going to provide some exciting plays, some long yards somewhere, in the game tonight and in the next few weeks, but I don't, I don't think overall it's going to be a, a, a change, a game changer for the NFL. I don't think we're going to uh, see the offenses change to this, uh, this spread offense and, and more wide open. I think eventually we'll get back to what it is, but uh, I think it's going to be interesting to watch for the first few weeks. And they certainly did well with it at Oregon. Now, Don, Don, you have a, uh... Obviously, well, we just had a uh, little mishap here. Our, our microphones uh, aren't made for, for out in the road. Don, being a Redskins fan, who do you look at as one of the your biggest rivals? Is it the Eagles? Is it the Giants? No, is it the, it's Cow- the Cowboys. Is it the Cowboys? The Redskins and Cowboys are the, the two yeah, I rivals. Think, I think it's, yeah, I, I agree with Mike. I think it's the Cowboys. Years ago, I saw on the NFL films, there was a game from a long, long time ago, and it was when NFL Films hasn't been around for a long time, and it was really they had the uh, microphones and the cameras down on the field, and it was an Eagles-Cowboys game, and the guys on the sidelines for the Eagles are over there, and the Eagle or the I'm sorry, the Redskins, and the Redskins had come up on top, and the Cowboys had the ball, and was coming toward the end of the game, and these guys. The players from the Redskins were over there. They're yelling, die, you dogs, die, you dogs. And that always stuck to me as well. That must be a pretty good rivalry then. That's how they feel about one another. Yeah, it's funny, Don, because here, as Eagles fans, we look at the Cowboys as our biggest rival, and the Cowboys could care less about the Eagles. They, their rival is the Redskins. So it's kind of a one-sided rival there. Um, but, you know, the NFC the NFC East has has some pretty good rivals. You know, all the all the teams except for the Eagles have won Super Bowls. Uh, you know, especially in the 80s and 90s, the NFL, the NFC East, well, late 80s, early 90s, the NFC East really dominated football. Uh, Don, what are your feelings now on becoming such a pass-happy league? I mean, I know you like the more of the shootouts, but don't you kind of miss that old 1980s kind of ram-it-down-your-throat smash-mouth football? Oh, yeah. I, I, I like to grind it out. And when they had the West Coast offense, you could see the games on the, the NFC West or the AFC West. And, and the AFC, I think, was – historically a, a more wide-open passing uh, game than, than we saw at the, the NFC 
the NFC East. You know, you had teams like uh, years ago the Colts, and they had their great running backs, and and then we have the the Giants. They had, they had backs through the years, and and I I, I just I, I would rather see them run the ball, and it just throw some short outs once in a while, but just grind it away like uh, like the old time football used to be. But then again, it's always exciting when you do see something on the West Coast when somebody goes for a pass. But um, how about Peyton Manning the other night? Yeah. Well, Don, you know, I said earlier, the sooner the people start realizing he's the best quarterback of all time, the sooner they can appreciate they're they're watching a a, a living legend. I mean, this guy, and and everyone says you know his uh, his playoff record isn't great. Oh, I I did a little research earlier, like yourself, on Peyton Manning, Elway, Montana, and Brady, and his Brady uh. Manning's completion percentage in the playoffs is higher than all of those other guys. His intercepts, they all have 21 interceptions. Now, Manning hasn't played as many games, but he has like 35 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. Uh, Elway has 27 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. Elway didn't win the championship until he got Terrell Davis, so everyone kind of gets on Manning for not winning more, but his defenses haven't been very good uh, You know, when he, was, when, when, he, when he was in Indianapolis, his defenses weren't very good. Oh yeah, Elwood from uh, Indianapolis probably was in the hospital when uh, when Peyton Manning left. I mean, he, he probably went berserk. But and then Manning goes to Denver, who I didn't think was any real powerhouse, and now they're they're talking about Denver and in Green Bay, like they could go all the way this year. I, I think well, he made a huge difference. He's a game changer, and for somebody like John Elway to to, I think he took a a chance. On, uh, on Manning coming in because he was injured and didn't know what he was going to get. But uh, John Elway believed in him, so that, that's good enough for me. All right, Don. Redskins, uh, Redskins, Eagles, I know who you'll be rooting for. Uh, good luck. Obviously, and, well, not good luck, but we'll, uh, we'll talk after the game. And you guys, too, we'll, we'll put a beer on it. How's that? We'll put a beer on it. All the a Eagles fans the here Brewery. versus you. All the Eagles fans versus you. All right, thanks, Enjoy man. the game. Bye-bye. You too. All right, Don from Fairfax joining us. Uh, talk a little, talk a little Redskins Eagles. Had some good points to make. So, uh. Kev, I think the whole thing with RG three is getting blown out of proportion. I mean, I, I think he's going to be back. I think he's going to be ready. Um, now, if he does have to wear that big old brace on his uh, leg, that's got to be a little bit cumbersome, and it's going to be a little bit tougher for him to run. But I think he's going to be fine. I'm more concerned. What I'm more looking towards what's this Eagles secondary going to look like? What is the Eagles? Uh, Nothing. The, the, the offensive it's line. It's going to look like me and you playing back the, there. The, the offensive line is, uh, by the way, I'm watching Namdi play yesterday. Again, getting burnt and throwing his hands up over his head and going, like, where's my safety? Yeah, he's, he's, I, I mean, he's a special case, th- that guy. This guy pulled the wool over everybody's eyes. He did. Well, yeah, it's, it's frustrating with Namdi because I don't like that he ended up on San Francisco because now he's on a winner. I just don't think he's – with what he did to Philadelphia, with the amount of money he stole, for him to wind up in San Francisco is it's sad because I just think he's he doesn't deserve to be on a winner. He doesn't de- deserve to be on a Super Bowl contender right now. Kev, who 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 do you like uh, to win the Super Bowl this year? What's your what's what's Kevin's early uh, I, favorite? You know, everyone's going to pick Denver right now because Peyton was so hot. I'm going to go ahead and go with. 
See, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Green Bay because I think Green Bay San Francisco will be a rematch of last last year's final, uh, you know NFC final I think or NFC championship. I also think that Green Bay is gonna have the edge. I think they're gonna come back and uh, make it a game. So I'm gonna say Green Bay Denver. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's time for Aaron Rodgers again. I'm gonna say Aaron Rodgers wins it. I just don't think. I don't know. I just don't think, although Von Miller getting back from suspension, I just don't want to go with the sexy pick right now in Denver, which everyone's well, doing. I'm going to go I'm going to go Green Bay. I'm going San Fran. I just think their defense. People are going to cap, catch on to Kaepernick real quick. Well, I mean. They already kind of did. You saw it yesterday. They kind of did. Oh, please. But, his tools, I mean, he has, he, has, he has a cannon for an arm. He can actually read a defense. He can run. Um, he's very accurate. I mean, did, have people caught on to Tom Brady and Peyton Manning? What? Have, what? Have people what? caught on to Tom Brady and Peyton Manning? No. no. Well, I mean, so why, why do they have to catch on to Colin Kaepernick? I don't know. Who Their I'm... defense is great. Frank, yeah. Gore, Frank Gore is a very, very – he's an underrated Frank Gore, runner. He's an underrated runner. Frank Gore runner. is an overrated runner. No, you're nuts. You're nuts. I, uh, he's, he's, like, he's like my age. That's like I, death I, in football. I, I don't care how old he is. The guy can run. Kobe Bryant's, Kobe Bryant's my age and still throwing up 30 a game. What does that mean? Kobe's Kobe's your age? I thought I he was like, like my 30, age. He's like thirty six. Is he really? I, I thought he was 35, like thirty five. I think he just turned thirty six. Wow, that's impressive. I believe he just turned thirty six. So good for you, Kobe. Um, Keep doing your thing. Now here's here's what I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this uh, in terms. Of, this is a big story. Rex Ryan got a lot of criticism for uh, leaving Mark Sanchez in the game. I just don't I don't understand the hate that got spewed towards Rex, Rex Ryan. Mark Sanchez, I was listening to uh, Jim Rome the other day. Jim Rome was saying that he was playing Rome in front of... Yeah, he was playing in front of... He was playing in front of, like, chairs. Like, these are professional athletes. That's, that's an insult. These guys are the best offensive linemen in the world. Second team offensive linemen, but it doesn't matter. It's ridiculous to say that Mark Sanchez shouldn't have been in the game right now. Is he a first-ring... Yes. It, could he be your second string? Yes. So why is it so bad that he played in front of a second string offensive lineman? Are we talking the Jets right now? I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, honestly, Kev. Who cares? Mark, no, 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 not who cares. Mark Sanchez is not a very good quarterback. Um, Geno Smith brings a little element of, of newness. Um, uh, it, it, Geno Smith's arm, to me, doesn't look that strong, though. I was watching the game yesterday, and he... he I always go. I always say I go by that ten, fifteen yard out, and his arm just doesn't look strong to me. I, yeah, I don't think they're, they're 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 the team that you don't want to be because they've made so many mistakes in terms of draft picks. Obviously, coming from an Eagles fan who just released Watkins, but they've made mistake after mistake. I didn't like I didn't like Geno Smith. I, you see the red flags. There's a reason he dropped to the second round. And now suddenly he's going to be the savior in New York. It's not going to happen. Uh, I just I just think that the criticism received by some of these guys is a little unwarranted. People are so tough. People are over the line, over the top. I don't know. It just seems it just seems weird to me. Kev, I'm impressed. We've been here for almost an hour and a half, and you've only had one pumpkin pumpkin latte or beer or whatever. What was it? A pumpkin ale? Well, I would I would have had more, but I dropped my glass in the ground. <laughs> 
<laughs> we had a little I microphone mishap. I don't know, Kevin. It looks, like, it looks like there's about 12 shots lined up on the bar right now. You see that over there? Well, we got Chip, Kelly's, Chip Kelly burgers lined up in the bar. Yeah, they're just waiting to, uh, for us. I, I'm almost tempted to get Adam to, to go grab me one so I can take a bite on the air to just kind of just kind of explain how good they are. All right, we're having the Chip Kelly burger delivered to Kev right now. Here it awesome. is, man, passed over. Oh, there's a potato chip on top of well, it. Well, it's a Chip Kelly burger. Of course there's a potato yeah, chip. I see what they did there. See how they went there? I see where they went. Good stuff. Good stuff. Nice job, Scott. So, uh, you know, Mike, other other top stories. Riley Cooper, is it going to affect the team tonight? Is Riley Cooper, the Riley cooper Carry williams dispute going to affect the team tonight? No, I don't think it affects them at all, Kev. I, I think... I think once the game starts, that all that stuff gets put on the back burner, and I think that, that, that look, look, Kevin McHale and Larry Bird hated each other off the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, was Kev, was Larry Bird not going to pass Kevin McHale the ball if he's open? No. I, I, I mean, you're, you're pro players. I don't think that comes in your mind. I think once you're out there, you're all you're all battling for the same common goal, and I, I think you put those other issues behind you. Um, you know, now maybe in the locker room afterwards, if you don't want to talk to them, that's fine. I understand. I know LaShawn McCoy had a big problem with them, uh, but you know they've kind of settled settled their differences. Look, these guys are these guys are together every day for six months, so you know you're going to have to kind of learn how to get along, learn to live with each other, and, and kind of go from there. Uh oh, we got we we got some reluctancy by the intern Adam. What's he doing now? I don't know. He's he, it's. Waking up? Well, normally we sit in the studio and it's, you know, not that many people in there and he's just comfortable and he can kind of talk and eat cookies and do whatever he wants. Now it's his segment coming up now and he doesn't want to talk because there's, you know, 100 or so people sitting in the bar right now. How's that burger, Kev? It's really good. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in it. Mine's Mushroom. over there waiting for me. What happened? Mine's over there waiting Mine, Yours for is me. over there waiting I didn't want to talk too much. When Adam starts doing the news, I'll eat more of it. All right, Adam, give us the news. All right, Adam. It's, it's time for uh, we're going to do a little what we do every single uh, week. Adam's going to give us the news, and uh, we'll be able to break it down, give a little, uh, a little more. Go ahead, Adam. Can you hear me? You're on. All right. So, uh, uh, unmute Louder. Your, unmute your mic, knucklehead. Jesus. Amateur hour. It's like we've only been doing this show for six months. It's not on. Uh, raise your microphone up. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Go. Suspended Brewer slugger Ryan Braun is personally calling fans and offering an apology for using performance-enhancing drugs. The team said on Friday. Kev, how you know if you get that call from Ryan Braun, what what are you saying? I'm, there's no way I'm believing it's Ryan Braun. People are. No one's going to – yeah, that's ridiculous. No one's going to believe that Ryan Braun's calling him. Isn't Ryan Braun the same guy who uh, called the girl who was who said it was it was her birthday or something or said she loved him, and he got her – and she didn't believe it was him. She didn't answer the phone. I think it was Ryan Braun who was part of that. So now he's, he just has a habit of calling fans, so good for him. But I just don't think people are going to believe it when they uh, – What does he say? Like, hi, I'm Ryan, Ryan Braun. I'm sorry for – well, my thing, my thing is, it's, it's, it's all about him, which, which annoys me because it's not, he's not doing it with quietly. He's not telling the, he's not quietly calling these fans on his cell phone. He's trying to go through everyone so everyone knows that he's calling them. 
He's trying to make a big spectacle of it, so kind of go, get back on his good, everyone's good graces. I just don't buy it. I think he's uh, he's still got some some ways to make up in terms of what he did to uh, baseball, but it's a start. So I don't know. What do you got, Adam? Titans gave the uh, Steelers safety on the opening play of the 2013 NFL season. Interesting. What was that? The the, the, uh, the, 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 tit- the Titans. Yeah, the, the Titans guy. The, the, the safety. Yeah, Darius Renard who took a safety. Now, well, yeah, but you know, Kev, you see these guys are so confused now returning kickoffs because they don't know what the hell to do anymore. Well, the pro- the main problem is that it's it's tough. I mean, you, you obviously you're a professional athlete. You have to know where you are at all, all, all times. But we're talking about inches that this came down to. It wasn't feet. It was inches. His foot was barely on the line, and he takes it. It's, it's got to be tough because you, you have to have know where you are, but I feel like you can't, he's aware of where he, he is, but not, I don't know. I just don't think it's as big of a deal as people make it out to me. Yeah, but don't you agree that it's because, <clears throat> excuse me, because it's a lack of the kickoffs that are actually Well, yeah, people, re- the, kickoffs, the kickoff is dead in the NFL. They might as well throw it like I do in two-hand touch. <laughs> just, like just, just- yeah, just get the guy with the best arm and just chuck it downfield. Throw it up real high so there's a fair cat. It's just, it's dumb. Kickoffs are dead. No one, you're not going to see that ridiculous return anymore. Special teams fantasy points are dying. So it's it's not it's not happening. Shoot at him. Uh, new SDN analyst Ray Lewis shared his thoughts on crime in the NFL and the uh, Aaron Hernandez situation. Is he, uh, should he be the one talking about that? You know, everyone crosses no. over. No, he shouldn't be talking about it. Right. I mean, Ray Lewis, let's, let's be honest, he got away with murder. And literally. Literally. And now he's, now, he's, now he's talking about the whole Aaron Hernandez situation? I just think, uh, as we watch Aaron, or, uh, Ray, yeah, Aaron Hernandez on the TV right now, uh, as we watch Ray Lewis right now, I just think, obviously it's his job as an analyst. He has to bring these things up. It's tune one of tune the, in next week as Bernie Madoff talks about Martha Stewart. Well, here's the thing. When when the whole situation at Rutgers occurred, uh, Bobby Knight, who's an analyst, didn't say anything. He just he kept it kept it quiet because he didn't want to he didn't want to talk about it because he didn't want to make a conflict of interest. He didn't want to be a hypocrite. Why doesn't Ray Lewis do the same? Well, everybody who was saying, "Oh man, I'm going to miss Ray Lewis," they're going to get more Ray Lewis this year than they've ever had. Yeah, it's, he's on it's every be too much Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis overload. All right, Adam, what do you got? How about Eminem's interview in the Michigan Notre Dame? Oh my God! I was so I, I had that secondhand embarrassment again. Yeah, you are you are big in the secondhand embarrassment. That was the weirdest. That was the most What's awkward weird? situation I've ever seen on live television. Well, what about Miley Cyrus? No, this is worse than Miley Cyrus. Yeah, because he's talking to Musburger, who's ninety. Musburger's pretending like he knows who Eminem is. Eminem's pretending he knows who Musburger is. Both of them. Are Eminem's completely out of his mind, and Musburger. It's it was the it was the most awkward thing I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Dude, you know what I love about Musburger? You always know which way he bet by the way he calls the game. You always know which which side he has. Mus Musburger makes no bones about what team he bet for and who he's rooting for when he calls the game. Yeah, I just it was that that was just bizarrely awkward. I I don't even there's not even words to explain it because. I could have done without the live shots. I'm going to say that. If it was quiet and you just heard them talking, it wouldn't have been as awkward as it is. 
But the fact that they sh- they showed a live shot of it was just was way worse. The 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 why the the shot of the them actually talking with Eminem looking wide eyed and Musburger pretending to smile, Herb Street so just sitting on the side. It was it was just so odd. I think if they didn't show them, it would have been a lot better. What are your feelings on Musburger? He's good. I think he's a good. He's the voice of college football. You know who I like, and I just don't hear much more. And I loved him when he was doing women's Scott college Graham. basketball. Now put this one in the wind column. <laughs> I love Mike Patrick. Yeah. He used to do the NCAA championship women's games. Yeah. He did some Sunday night football with uh, who was he on with? It was Mike Patrick and Joe Theismann. Mm-hmm. He's great. His voice is great. Yeah. I mean, I could think. See, I'm a I'm a I'm a Jim Nance guy. If it's college basketball, it's Jim Nance all the way. You have to have Jim Nance. He's he's the voice of college basketball, and then he slips right into there into the Masters. The Masters, yeah. He's got he just the, gives me he's, yeah. he, it's, it's, he's got that calming effect in your life. It's like the months of month of Nance. I'm 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 pretty much enthralled with his voice for that month. And then you get right into baseball season. You got uh, Fransky in L.A. Overrated. You're out of your mind. Overrated. I told you last week we. Philadelphia has the best announcing yeah, and crew. I, and I told you last week because that's all you know. No, that's ridiculous. Mer- okay, okay. Merrill Reese is okay. Merrill Reese how, calling an Eagles game is people. How, people in Washington are calling are listening to ninety four one to listen to Merrill Chicago, Reese. How's the Chicago Bears uh, radio play who by play? Cares? Yeah, who cares? Because you don't know because you never heard him. Yeah, but Merrill voice. And there's a reason that Merrill Reese works for NFL Films. Does things with NFL Films because his voice is so good. I'm not so saying people a, know I'm saying, who Merrill Reese is. a great voice, but I'm saying you're biased because you hear him every day. You thought Scott Graham was great too. But if I listen to the Bears game, I'm probably not going to know who it is. The voice won't sound familiar to me. If I listen, if I'm a guy in Chicago and I hear Merrill Reese, I'm going to know who it is because I watch NFL you, Films. You used to call me and hang up. You used to call me and just say, "Put this on the wing column for the fighting Phil's and hang up on me. <laughs> well, I like Scott Graham. Right. I mean, I was a Scott Graham fan. Now, still, now Scott Graham's doing the he. He's been lowered to the preseason Eagles football games with Baldy. Listen, don't kick the man when he's down. <laughs> he's already having enough trouble. He's, oh he's doing games. The pol- he's doing pen games now. By the, by the way, the Bernard King got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. When did Hubie Brown pass away? He looks horrible. Oh, I was I was I was just about to check the internet. Yeah, he's he he looks pretty much as close to dead as he can. I mean, that, he doesn't have that to dress mo- up for Halloween. <laughs> that mo haircut. Stick him in a window. He can haunt houses at Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. There's there's a lot of people who probably should have retired years ago, but are still going strong. Who knows? Adam, what else we got? Lastly, we got uh, wrestling going to be reinstated in the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. I know you're going to say who cares. What did you say? Wrestling. Wrestling. You're going to say who cares? No. Wrestling is wasn't wrestling the original Olympic event like Greco-Roman wrestling. They call it Greco-Roman oh, wrestling. I like Greece w- and Roman, I meant like WWE rest- stuff. No, wrestling is oh, back in the. Who cares back, about that? See, that's that's what that's where I'm saying it, the give, ignorant mic give, comes out. Give, give me Craig Valentine against uh, <laughs> against Roddy Piper. Don't give me uh, Greco-Roman stuff. I don't. I think it's good for wrestling. It's one of the original, one of the original sports in the Olympics, and they took it away. Yeah, listen, cricket's an original sport, too. They're not putting that in the Olympics. <laughs> That's true. And the Olympics are in Tokyo. That was uh, a 2000-2020 Olympics, wrestling really, coming really, back to Tokyo. Do you get really into the Olympics? Like, are you a guy? Like, yeah. Are you an Olympic guy? Winter, yeah. Are you like summer or winter? Summer. I'm not at all a, a winter yeah, Olympic I'm guy. I'm not a winter Olympic guy either. I, like, I, I remember I was rooting hard for Bodie Miller, and 
he lost everything. That was pretty much my, the extent of my Winter Olympics. I just don't – there's nothing that – see, I'm, I don't ski. I'm too big for all that nonsense. I don't ski. I don't snowboard. Uh, every once in a while, I'll go down on a sled, but I make snowmen. That's pretty much the extent of my winter – Snow angels. Snow if angels. angels was a Winter Olympic event, you'd be uh, <laughs> you'd take gold medal in that. Well, there's no, no bigger snow angel than what it. I'm throwing down. That's it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like – I like wrestling back in the Olympics. I'm an Olympic guy. Uh, you know, the Michael Phelps thing was great. Uh, he made the Olympics that year when he's winning all his gold medals and he retires. I just think that the Olympics offer so much. Usain, do you know Usain, uh, Usain Bolt is the the most popular athlete in the world? They say he's ranked ahead of run in terms of popularity. I don't doubt it. And I would think, like, Beckham would be up. Like, I would think yeah, soccer's... But, like soccer's more world world renowned than like a basketball. I agree, but I think that uh, in terms of running, people in America get real into the Olympics and sprints and Bolt. He, he sells out the he sells out Franklin Field every for himself for the uh, Penn Relays. If he comes to town, it's over. What about his brother, Insane Bolt? <laughs> I swear, every week it's like the same jokes. I never used that one before, did I? I think you used it. I think that that one was uh, for more you and I. What's got up, Adam? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yep, you got it, Adam. Good work, buddy. All right, we, uh, again, we're here. We're here. We're here at Iron Hill Brewery in uh, Voorhees Town Center. Uh, come on by. Check out the Eagles game tonight. Grab a Chick Kelly burger. Grab a pumpkin ale. Great place to be. Great place to watch the Eagles game. We'd like to thank our sponsors. Uh Foam Pack, supplier of all Graco products. Just a foam call away, 888-458-2928. Also, South Jersey Orthopedic Associates. Go see Dr. Wetzler for all your orthopedic needs, 856-424-8866. Integrated play. Uh, If you are an athlete looking to transition into a career, go see Renee Schell, 269-760-3857. We uh, want to extend a... Special thanks to Iron Hill Brewery for uh, their hospitality, allowing us to come in here and uh, have the show. Great beer. They're great sandwiches. Also, uh, our intern, Adam, all the people who came out to watch us today, we appreciate it. Uh, We'll be back next week. Thanks to Bob Cooney, too. Thanks thanks to Bob Cooney, who came on. Great job. Uh, Eagles game starting in 10 minutes. We'll see you next week on the Matchup Zone. I got a million ways to get it. Shoes one. Hey, bring it back, bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. Hold up. Somebody bring me back the money.